Welcome to the GPP podcast for budding politicos, policy wonks, and advocates. I'm Amy Heath Carpentier. And I'm Susan Craig. As career counselors in Washington University's Career Center and co-directors of the Government and Policy Workgroup, we walk alongside burgeoning policy wonks, politicos, and change agents as they chart their paths to change the world. This podcast is for you if you're interested in hearing tips and techniques that will position you to find your place in the fast-moving, mission-driven world of politics, policy, and advocacy. In this episode, we're going to talk about writing samples. If you've listened to our previous episodes, and I hope you have, we've talked about the resume and the cover letter, the other piece of the application package that you're likely to need for jobs and internships in the field of government, policy, and advocacy is a writing sample. And the reason for this is your writing skills are probably the most valuable thing you bring to the table as an applicant. Our independent research over the years and our GPP alums tell us all the time that writing is the most important skill in their work. Having a good writing sample is a concrete way to prove that you have something to contribute and that you can articulate it. It's worth taking the time to demonstrate that you understand how important the skill is and you have it. Now, don't forget, the cover letter is also a writing sample, and yeah. we encourage you to spend some effort getting that fine-tuned because they're probably not even going to look at your writing sample unless you've hooked them with a great cover letter. So once you've got that polished, it's time to turn to the writing sample. Now, sometimes the employer will provide you with some parameters like a page limit or a topic, but often it's really vague, and it's up to you to decide what you want to use and how much of it to send. So here is how you should think about the writing sample. Most students will just pick a paper they've written and gotten a good grade on. You've spent a ton of time on the other materials and you're just out of time, <laughs> right, Susan? You're just like, what can I do? Just get it over, right? Let's get it over with. And it's partially because the employer just hasn't provided you any direction. So it seems like it's good enough. And let's be honest, it is, right? Don't sweat it yep. if you've done this, um, but you can do better. So here's how. The term writing is very vague, and there are many types of writing. For example, the intelligence assessments that I wrote for policymakers are really different than what you might do, Amy, for your academic journals, right? Right, which is different from the tech writing I did when I was in my early 20s. Now, sometimes at think tanks, they do write for an academic audience, so one of your academic papers for a class would be the right choice. But we hate to break it to you, don't we, Susan? After the years of writing papers for your professors, truth is that they focus on the quality of your argument and how it builds over the course of a relatively long paper rather than on the straightforwardness, precision, and the writing style. They mainly read those papers alongside many, many more in a very short span of time, so they don't always pick up on the subtleties. Their purpose is primarily to assess your learning. This is not how the professional world communicates. In the government policy and advocacy world, writing takes the form of memos, op-eds, constituent letters. What else, Susan? Uh, grant proposals, presentations, slide decks. Oh, slide decks. Those are fun. Policy briefs, press releases, blog posts, um, even tweets and emails, right? Exactly. So the best writing sample is one of these formats. Now, you might be saying to yourself, I've never written a memo or an op-ed before, and that sounds like just another assignment on my already extensive to-do list. And it is, 
and it may not be worth the time and effort it would take to craft such a finely honed writing sample for every application. But if your dream job is a press assistant and you attach a press release as your writing sample, the employer will know immediately that you can hit the ground running. You understand what the job entails and you can do it without a lot of handholding. And that's a great way to demonstrate your interest, your seriousness, and ultimately your scrappiness. You can learn on your feet. It sure does. Now, you may be applying to a position that doesn't have such a clear cut writing style or you can't really discern it, but you can still dig around. Do they have a blog or some publications on their website? They probably do. Look at their social media feed. What does that look like? I, Amy, once had a student who turned in an academic paper into a blog. She she reformatted it and, and she sent it to the place she was applying. She not only got the internship, but they published her blog. That's fantastic. I know, right? We've seen a lot of these kinds of, you know, transformations and, and they can really happen fairly easily with things you've already written. So we encourage you to be creative here. Lean into the job a little. Pretend that you're doing it. Show them you have what it takes. If nothing else, it will make your writing sample stand out. Think about the poor person stuck reading academic papers all day who don't, who's, that's not their job, you know, to read academic papers all day. They will appreciate a little creativity. For sure. Now, the other important aspect of the writing sample in the government policy and advocacy space is the content. If the organization is issue-oriented, and most of them are, it, it's really in your interest to submit a writing sample on that topic. So if you're applying to the World Resources Institute, for example, you don't want to submit a paper on systemic racism. Now, you may not have a paper on international sustainability issues, but you likely have something to do with the environment. And if you don't, and it's really what you're into, then maybe it's time to figure it out and write something on that topic. Right. Or just bridge that paper yeah, on systemic right. racism with one on environmental racism, you know? Yeah. Build on your strengths. So we have a resource that we'll attach to this podcast with some tips on how to turn an academic paper into a policy memo. You don't have to start from scratch. Those A papers or those theses you're in the middle of doing are great starting points. But don't feel constrained by these things. You don't have to submit a prior piece of work that's been graded by a faculty member. And here's one last piece of advice that we'll offer. If you're not going to build something specific for the application and you're going to submit a paper that you've already written for a class, take a minute to provide some context for it. What was the class you wrote it for? What was the assignment? If you're just submitting a portion of it, what are you leaving out? Why is this the section you're including? Give them the explanation they need to understand what they're reading. And know that even if they say to include a five-page paper, they're pretty unlikely to read all five pages. <laughs> so make sure that that first paragraph is really good. You don't want them to spend that time that they're reading that paragraph thinking, what am I reading? Give them the setup <laughs> so that they can be saying, oh, this is interesting. Exactly. So there's this way in which, you know, when you submit a paper for an assignment, it's there's kind of a contract that your professor is going to read the thing. That's not always the case here. They could get through the first page and that would be it. Um, so make sure to have it proofread, by the way. Uh, Susan and I are too swamped to be your proofreader. Our career pairs can help via the chat function on the Career Center website, or you can set up an appointment with the Writing Center to have them look at it. Even having a friend read it or worst case scenario, and I highly recommend this, <laughs> print it out, read it aloud slowly to yourself to help you find errors. That is a great way to do it. 
<laughs> make yourself be your proofreader. And it is okay to submit something that was co-authored, as long as you explain that. I've had students submit Whooper articles that were written with another student. This is not disqualifying. Um, very little writing outside of academia is ever really written by just one person. So just be sure that you give credit where it's due. And you can use the highlight function to demonstrate your contributions or just put something up at the top again to provide that context. Lastly, for those of you who are just starting on your journey in this space, think about ways you can build a portfolio of writing samples that will work for you as you're applying to jobs and internships. Consider writing for Stud Life or WashU Political Review, or even submitting a letter to the editor of the paper, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, or your local paper. You could start your own Medium site or take the opportunity to steer class projects in a direction that will serve this purpose. We both teach classes that require students to write policy memos. So there's a great way to meet this need if you're being strategic. All right. So with all that said, you should be ready to hit send on those applications. If you want to learn more about references and recommendations, we'll be doing our next podcast on that topic. Until then, keep working to imprint your world.